Yelp. Yo, crazy eyes face, what's up? Craig Mac face, what's good? Not a whole lot. I'm going to do things a little differently. I usually start with one, but this week's been too good to just do one. So, go for it. You know, everybody's been telling me what they think about me for the last few months. Maybe it's time I tell them what I think about them. Trying to shelf me, still can't cover up the facts. The last four hours is back to selfie. Now tell me, what are you staying for? What? I know you can't stand yourself. Trying to be the old you so bad, you stand yourself. Man, I just knew you were gonna open up with the Joe Button clapping at him on his podcast. You're surprising me these days. Nah, nah, nah. That was that was him's clap at Joe. Yeah, I, I know. That's that's probably when I okay. How are you doing before we jump right into all the spice? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I don't know if I'm excited. I don't know if I'm uh like a kid in a candy store. I don't know. I just know I am happy to be recording today. Let me just tell you that much. I am wonderful. This is probably going to be a silly podcast. I'm in that mood. I am in that mood. So if you're not used to a lot of laughing or if you don't like when we laugh a lot, I would advise you now. The energy I'm on today, that's going to be what this whole podcast is about. So Heard you. Um, I want to start by saying, white people! <laughs> white people white people went on one this week locate the nearest exit there may be two on your left or right there might be one in front of you or behind you <laughs> but we get you niggas out of here this week <laughs> white folks been tweaking white people let me tell you something Yeah, you niggas have been on one this week. Um, Yeah, so we started with the MGK and that whole thing. This is, I love the fact that it's like World War III and it's it's the white folks. Black folks are sitting back laughing. Black folks ain't got nothing to do with this one. This is all of Vanilla Faces. Speaking of Vanilla Faces, before we delve into M and MGK, yo, Anchor. I got some beef with y'all niggas, man. We can't be recording greatness and it sound great when we record and then when it come out, it be mad choppy. Facts. Niggas be laughing before the punchline even hit, before Facts. the viewers understand what's happening. Y'all need to get it together. Get it together, people. Please. Y'all need For to the get sake it of the Whatever Face podcast, get it together. Yeah, y'all, y'all doing way too much. We record in real time, all first verse, no breaks. And you niggas have us out here sounding like the chipmunks or some scratched up <laughs> record. Get it together. <laughs> but it's GK, huh? Yeah. 
Are you an MGK fan? I am not. I can't say that I am either. Not. Can't say that I am either. This whole thing started with the flex freestyle and him going at G-Eazy. Did you hear G-Eazy's response? No, I did not. A lot of people don't think G-Eazy can rap. And he probably gets lost in the shuffle, but G-Eazy can rhyme. Yeah. Yeah, he can. G-Eazy can rhyme, but apparently MGK didn't think it was in his, well, in his interest to respond to G-Eazy and responded directly to him. Right. What'd you think of the MGK uh, towards M? I think for someone who does not like MGK, he had my attention the entire time and made me actually be like, hmm, okay. Because normally you you think of people that like are in an untouchable category, like, nah, you're not going to do that to them. M's one of those people. Jay's one of those people where you like, nah. Some would have said Drake is one of those people, but after this pusher thing, he probably got some chinks in his armor that people think he's he's actually approachable. Right. But M's one of those people where you like, nah, you're not gonna do that to Shady. You, you, who's your team? Why they aren't you? Why aren't they advising you to do otherwise? Right. Um. Apparently, this goes back to 2012 because MGK posted a tweet about M's daughter. Right. At the time, who was, I don't know, 16, 17? MGK himself probably was around that same age, maybe a little bit older. But pretty much, he, see, he said Eminem's daughter was hot F. Hot AF. <laughs> and apparently, it took all this time for M to respond. Um, before I give my deep dive into the Eminem album, because I do like the album, mm-hmm. let me say that out the gate. I do like the M album. Um, one of my problems with Marshall uh-huh. is no, 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 this is not bad. This is not bad. One of my problems with Marshall is why did he wait so long to address that MGK thing? If it happened in 2012. You put out records before, in between, you could have did a little freestyle, disc, anything. Why'd you wait so long? But I guess it's because the whole approach of the kamikaze thing, it was, okay, well, no, I'm I'm going to address everything in this one shot. Yeah, that's, that's, what, my I, only that was, that's what my thoughts were. He was just going to get everybody in that one shot and be done with it. That's my only beat. Again, I like the album. Because somebody actually texted me and was like, yo... M snapped on this new album. I'm like, new album? Revival was trash, nigga. He was like, nah, he put out a new album like three hours ago. And yeah. I was like, okay. Surprise. Went and listened to it, and I was like, oh, all right. Nah, but MGK was saying a lot of stuff that I don't want to like glance over. Okay. Pretty much was saying M is bored. Pretty much is saying M is out of touch. Pretty much is saying uh, this whole thing was squashed when he called Puff and had Puff uh, talk to MGK to apologize about the whole sweet thing to his daughter. So, 
MGK is talking from the perspective of, oh, I thought this was dead. Why are you, okay, this is how you want to handle it? Let me show you that I'm not scared of the big bad wolf. Yeah. Yeah. He was all, he kept, he also kept referring to M like as one of the greatest, which was weird to me. It was like, you're supposed to be dissing him, but yet you bigging him up. But he did have, it was, it was a solid, it was a solid disc record, in my opinion. It's been, what, 48 hours, three days, four, two days, three days? Do you think Emerson? response? I don't know. It's like, because this is the thing, like, that tweet was so long ago. And I feel like he was strategic in his reply. Now that MGK has come out with his record and a visual for it. I don't know. I don't know if M comes back. Like I don't know if he even planned on replying. Like I don't know. So do the rules apply? Is it an L if he doesn't come back? Well, if this is a battle, and yeah, technically, yeah. Because M only had a couple of bars. Yeah. He only had a couple of bars for MGK. MGK comes back with a whole record and a video. So, like, MGK is one up. Yeah, I was like, I, I wanted this level of a uh, from you. I thought you were going to try to play the M card and be like, nah, it's no L because he's M. I'm glad you take this approach. Marshu, my nigga. You don't respond, fam. You definitely catch an L. And we'll be clowned accordingly. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> Yeah. We get you white hate, people out of here. I would hate to do it, but you know, that's the rules of the game. White people, <laughs> locate the exits, Marshall. Honestly, if you don't reply, the rules of the game, uh, you you now become a product of the game itself. Um, what this has showed me is that. These young niggas ain't scared. Mm-hmm. What I like yes. about it is it's rapping. It's not social media. It's not tweets. It's not You're right. All right, we're we're rapping. And if M doesn't rap and calling himself the greatest, um, on his last project, if he does not rap, yeah, it's a L. Yeah. I would hate to admit it, but you know that's just gonna—that's just how it is. Now, some people would say, "Oh, M's too big to respond," but I almost feel like you started it. Don't run now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's too big to respond. Like he clearly named the dude. So, like, what do you think would happen? Like, he wasn't gonna say anything. I don't know, but he's definitely not too big to respond since he said the guy's name in his song. So. If he's too big to respond, he should have been too big to even name him in the first place. Right. So I don't get that argument. He's definitely mm-hmm. going to have to respond. Or hold that L. Marshall, I want you to keep that same energy. You said you wanted to remind us of your track record and your your your, your jaw bars and all that other stuff. Um, which leads me to ask, has M had 
a battle in his career where we can look at and be like, oh, well, embody so-and-so. Yeah, he bodied everybody that he went at. <laughs> that list consists of Benzino, Mariah, Ja Rule. I mean... Pop stars. Well, they started with him. So, like, what do you want? Those are the people that started with him. I'm just playing devil's advocate on this whole thing, and I'm saying... I mean, it's not like the greatest have gone at his neck. The greatest have only, like, you know, paid respect to him, which is due. So it wasn't like, you know, he was just picking on people. Like, people were mentioning him for whatever reason, his homophobic lyrics and all of this stuff, and beating women, so they went after him, and he responded. That's not his fault. Those, those were the people that lined up. Beating women. I'm glad you said that, but not in the sense of what people think this is going. He got at Joe Budden for the same thing. Yeah. How does that work? If you did it and were accused of it, how do you find I it? I think it was just it was just clever for the bar. Like you don't really have no hits, but you be you know you be hitting women. Like you know, I think it was just clever for the bar. It wasn't it wasn't like he was reprimanding Joe for being a, a woman beater. I'm gonna get into that Joe Budden Eminem thing later, but that let's put a push pin in that because I he he was accused of it, but he used it as a bar against Joe. All right. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the actual album itself. What do you think of Kamikaze? I really like the album. I really like it. And I'm any happy favorites? that... Any least he... favorites? Huh? I said any favorites, any least favorites on the album? Uh, I would have to pull up the track list for my least favorites. Hold on one second. Right here. Cool. Um, Stepping Stone. Is the least favorite? Yeah, I don't really like it. It just made me sad. Really? Yeah. It made me huh. sad. Um, that. Hmm. Yeah, it put me in like a weird space. I was like, oh. Like I don't know, it didn't, it didn't. That 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 song didn't sit well with me. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think that was it though. That was like the only uncomfortable song for me. Were you a D twelve fan? Is that why? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was nice that he got that off, you know, on WAC. I'm pretty sure he said this to members of the group here and there, you know. It's been a long time. There's no way that he could have held all of that in. Um, but it was nice to hear it on WAC, I guess. But that was sad to me. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm happy yeah. for him. He was able to revive himself from revival. <laughs> like, I also meant to have gone back to Revival to see because he was swearing up and down that he had like bars in there that people were just missing. 
because you weren't paying I went and listened to it too. So I wanted and to go I was back like, to listen no. to it and, you know, see if I felt any different about it. I revisited Revival and I was like, I don't know what M's talking about. This is still hot garbage like it was when I first listened to it. Yeah, I'm going to go back. Um, for him to have to do an album that apologizes for the previous album <laughs> is kind of <laughs> like, well, why wouldn't you just give us Kamikaze out the gate? Why would you do a body of work and then do another body of work that's apologizing for the body of work that you just put out? Like, if that were the case, I'm thinking M doesn't have true people in his corner to tell him, nah, this ain't it. Because there's no way Revival would have left his camp if that were the case. Who's going to tell him that? But that's the thing. But you know what I think? Like, based off of just hearing, like, the skit and stuff, I feel like he felt revival was good. Like it might have, it might not have been radio hits and club bangers, but as a lyricist, content was there. I think he feels that, and then to have people criticize that album as like being garbage, like he took offense to it because he didn't feel like it was garbage. The the tone or temperament for everyone when the album came out was M is at a point where he doesn't have to do these pop records. He doesn't have to have Beyonce and Skylar Gray and all these other people. He can put out a rap album, which which is what Kamikaze was. It was mm-hmm. a rap album. Um, I think because Paul's not there anymore, Paul Rosenberg, his manager. Mm-hmm. I think because Jimmy's not there anymore. I think because 50 left. Um, I love Royce to death. I really do. But I think Royce is blinded by his affiliation to M. His love Detroit to M loyalty. Yeah. Because Royce was saying that Revival was a good album. And yeah, he was. He was like, he listens to Revival every day. Like back when it had dropped. And that's my issue with, like, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't have... Royce, friend of the show, please, I know you got rocket launches. I'm just a young kid <laughs> from Brooklyn, Queens. I, I'm, I'm getting the white people out of here, not you. Uh, if Royce would have said to him, nah, this ain't it, I think he would have got Kamikaze first. Okay. People keep saying that... Um, the critique was there wasn't enough content on... Well, the M hasn't really said anything for the better part of 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's what people are saying, that he hasn't said anything for the better part of 10 years. Do you agree?
So for the past 10 years, M has had no content. If we're looking is that what you're at, asking me? If we're looking at his record. Yes, that's what we're saying. Look, 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 look. Here we go. Here we go. People, people, people. Is he trying to do Cosby? Is that what that is? That's what he's trying to do. I didn't get that. He's saying, email seems to think that he could hang conversation wise. I would love him to sit in a room and in five minutes here. I would love, 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 love. So I said, yeah, we'll ask you some tough questions and you need to have answers to it off top. (laughs) Then he declined. Come on. Well, needless to say, he won't be joining us this episode. <laughs> oh, he needs preparation, huh? Yeah, he needs prep. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what we do here. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, years. M yeah. content. Oh, wow. See, I don't want to be biased. I'm going to try to be as objective as possible. Let's talk about it. Ten years. I got his track. I got his track listing up. Him. For the past ten years. Okay, so well, obviously there's some stuff on Kamikaze. Prior to that, you have Revival. I'm here looking at the track list. Walk on Water to me was dope. You did song with Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like that it was a good song. I'm trying to think of what else other songs on here I rock with. Probably River with Ed and a joint with Kalani and Pink. Like the features I obviously I like. All right, so you're talking um, about revival in itself, but you let me help you out. You got revival, you got recovery, you got relapse, and you got the Marshall Mathers LP in the past 10 years. That those were right, well, relapse, we're not going to even count relapse because we all know what that was. Recovery won't back down, not afraid. No love. <laughs> love the way you lie, obviously. Okay, so we have something. What you got for Joe? Joe Button, last 10 years. The conversation's about content. What are you saying? We're not talking about anything other than what are you saying? Joe Button. In the past 10 years, I'm going to give you five songs that I think, content-wise, say a lot. Love, I'm Good. Only Human. All in My Head. Idols. Never even... See, this is the problem. Her. And this is, this, is, this is not a knock against you. 
But that's the problem with most people when they say, oh, well, um... No, that's the problem with Joe. He can't help that he was... That he don't... He's that he's not passionate about his own work. He can't help that. Passionate about his own work? Yeah. Excuse me. Like, we, we, we push the podcast, do we not? Excuse me. I gave you four albums, four M albums in 10 years. In that same time span, Joe Budden has Rage in the Machine, All Love Loss, No Love Loss, Padded Room, Mood Music 4, No Love Halfway Loss House, is really bad. Loose Quarter, Mood Music 3. It's the same time span. And he's not. Nobody never heard these tracks but you. That's ridiculous. And you're speaking from a, a standpoint of a casual fan who only <laughs> listens to Florida House. <laughs> Joe Budden. Do I have to show you the exits with the white people? Nah, don't show me to the exit. Um, okay. Because I want to stay at the barbecue, the cookout. Don't show me to the exit. All right. The problem is not a lot of people care to listen to Joe Budden, and that's fine. And maybe he's done that to himself, maybe. And his whole fan base literally has been diehards, people that have listened to him from the beginning. I'm not claiming to be one of these people. I know I listen to his music, though. I may sound like the only... Joe Button fan in the world. There's been a lot of conversations going on, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Instagram. Did you be, see uh, what your little cousin said about Joe Button on Ferns' status on Facebook? In caps, Joe Button cannot rap. He ain't been outside the house in but <laughs> two years. <laughs> I don't care. Nothing about what he's saying. <laughs> Don't disrespect him ju- like that. He just started coming out of the house. <laughs> His parents just started letting, letting, him, letting, letting him listen to rap music. Stop it. Stop Don't it. disrespect son like that. <laughs> Sneaking to listen to rap music now. Don't make me blame him. Oh, the, man. I think the issue is and when you talk about people looking at, oh, Joe said he's better than Eminem and leaving the part out where he said in the past 10 years. Joe didn't say I'm better than Eminem all the time. But also, as an artist, as an entertainer, as an athlete, are you not supposed to think that you are the best? Um, yeah, I guess. All right. So, I'm, I'm again... I'm not a fool. I'm not going to sit here and you're not going to have me say Joe Budden is better than Eminem. You're not going to have me say that. In context of what the conversation was about, it was about the past 10 years. Content-wise, has M said anything? And realistically, in the past 10 years, outside of a couple songs, no. And that's not to M's discredit. I think the problem with M he is a prisoner to his own success. He can't he's a mega he's a major star. Major 
star. Nigga. With an ER. He can't go out the house to do like simple things. I, I remember there was a video of Beyonce and Target um, a while back, and people blew it up like, oh, Beyonce shops at Target. But I'm sure she had the Target closed down and mm-hmm. she was dressed. Definitely. There's Still no way Beyonce's in working in Target. Eminem probably can't even go get gas by himself. And that's saying a lot. I agree. So being being a product of his megastar, he's been detached from a lot of stuff. So in 10 years, M's not socially active on uh, social media. He doesn't do interviews. Only time we really hear from him is when, it, when it's album time. So, so are do, you like is that bad? Like are no, you, no, 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 like no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point. I'm sorry. Ahead. I'm slow build. I'm slow building to the point. With him being a, a, a slave to his own megastar, there's certain issues and current events that he doesn't speak on because he's not around. He's not active. He he doesn't have interaction. Um, that's no fault to him. But then you look at somebody, I, mean, I remember you said it before, oh, Jay stole something from Twitter. But you always hear yeah. him addressing, you always hear him addressing stuff that's current, right or wrong. That's a fact. Okay. Marshall Mathers is a great MC, but if you're so detached and in 10 years you can't speak about anything that has that is relatable in 10 years, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just saying as fans, we, we got to start, and we had this conversation before. As fans, if Eminem gave you eight um, curtain call records or eight relapse albums as opposed to actually trying to say something, um, what I like about Kamikaze is that he, for the first time, I'm going to say, listened to the negative reaction from his album and then pretty much reported back to it. I like that. I like it because it's saying, okay, well, no, I didn't just put out Revival and think it was the best thing and then go back into my cocoon where I, I'm, you won't hear from me until the next album drops. I like the fact that he heard the criticism and then put out an album in response to it. My only question for Slim is in the past 10 years, there was nothing not a news article, not a not a um, uh, a commercial, not a sports thing. Nothing you wanted to talk about. I mean, you know, he lives in a bubble, like you said. So you know, I guess he is out of touch. So how do you make content that's relevant if you're out of touch? Um, I don't know if he's out of, like, obviously he knows what's going on in the world, right? Because you get the BT cipher. So, you know, he's not oblivious to things that are happening outside of his world. Maybe he just doesn't choose 
to talk about it. Like I don't like I don't know. Like Lil Wayne to me doesn't really you know give us content. He has like a whole uh, a record of like alphabetized girl <laughs> names. It's like okay, you know, like whatever. Like I don't know. Like uh, there are a lot of rappers who are out there who aren't really given content. I guess content according to Joe Button but making hits I agree and, and selling think, tours you know what I mean like where's I, Joe touring when he was he was, he was chilling on a chilling circuit and re- touring on a chilling circuit but um, you brought up a point about um, people not reporting on what's happening and that's that's pretty much the premise of hip hop was the report on things that were going on, whether it be going on in the community, whether it be going on in the government, whether it be going on outside or even in hip hop. It's like report your reporters. You're seeing, yeah, but the landscape has changed now. The times have changed. You can report on your Twitter. You don't have to really report it on wax. You know but I mean? and doesn't like, even do that. That's the thing. Like you, he's you not really said. an internet type. I guess I'm trying to kind of defending him here. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, he's not really internet type. Like I follow him on on Twitter and Instagram, and he's like non-existent. You know what I mean? So like, that's not a platform for him. I guess I don't know. Are the raps his platform? Like I don't know. Is I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get us caught up on the M content thing, but I do want to kind of move from into the Joe M beef, um, what the issue was. M, we mentioned earlier, M saying um, the thing about domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Did you hear Joe's response to M? I did not break it down for me. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, um, you can tell Joe had a lot of resentment about him. To make a long story less long, yeah. Joe's primary um, beef with M was that he feels like the group Slaughterhouse, him, Royce, Crooked Eye, Joel Ortiz, they did not benefit from being around Marshall. The reason why he says that is he said he looked at Rick Ross with Meek Mill and Wale, and Rick Ross was pretty much giving you the blueprint for new artists, how to be close to that new artist, how to kind of develop that new artist, how to almost let them use your spotlight to create their own right and going back to Marshall being tucked away in his cocoon Marshall Joe's beef was Marshall didn't really do that for a slaughterhouse um which which could be a huge gripe as an artist when you sign to a, a megastar you're thinking oh okay well he about to put us on um of course, that's Joe's perspective. Mm-hmm. Joe always said, oh, me and M aren't friends. 
I think the misconception here is when you're signed to an artist, that artist becomes your best friend and you have access to them all the time. For the longest time, people were saying Kanye and Jay aren't really that close. Kanye was making it seem like they were that close, but they weren't really that close. We don't know that because we're not behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But I can see how the perception is from Kanye is, oh, Jay signed me. This is my man. We are Mm out of here. But you got people like State Property who were close to Jay and maybe didn't experience as much success being close to him. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a reasonable gripe to have thinking, okay, we're signed to Eminem, the biggest selling artist in the world. We have to see some um some sort of confirmation or kickback of being next to him, being in that spotlight. I mean that's what happened with D12. And the song you, you said you hate Stepping Stone was M pretty much voicing that he didn't like that pressure of being responsible for people's careers. Mm-hmm. Right? Joe and his MC brain said because M hasn't had content in 10 years, he thinks that in a rap battle, he can take Eminem because all the lyrical miracle spiritual individual stuff he said he would he would tear M's ass up when it comes to content when it came to content which kind of lets you put you in a place of like we mentioned earlier if M really hasn't had rap battles that we can see him tested outside of rhyming a bunch of words together what are you going to give us Joe said that he wasn't Papa (laughs) he wasn't Papa funny because it's, it's like okay but yeah so in that point where, where, where are your thoughts I think it, it would give him a good run I think it would be a good battle I think to see it I would love to see it I would love to see it because with all that, that some... Joe was saying on the podcast, did he say or hint at him coming out of retirement to respond to Eminem on Wax? What he actually said was when he heard the album, he immediately started rapping and then said, you know what? I'm retired. And then he said um, he wasn't inspired by M's diss. And he said the uh, the domestic violence thing wasn't going to get him out of the bed to rap. And that Eminem had to be a little bit more clever and one and like coasting Joe into a battle. Mm-hmm. Essentially, is what he said. But what he said is, if M ever decided to say something that was worth Joe Button get out of bed, this is verbatim quote from Joe Button. I will tear his ass up. And you believe that? I don't. I think it'll be really, really, really good to see. I think it'll be a good brawl. 
I don't think it would be like. I don't even think M would like. It would be like a clear, a clear win for Eminem. It's like with 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 battle rap. Like when you watch battle rap, and it's like three rounds, and you're like, it's a classic because there's no clear winner. It's like both artists were just like going back and forth, back and forth. One had a good first round. The second one came back with a good second. Then he came with his third, and then his third was fighting too. So it was like, yo, that was a classic battle. There's no clear winner. You call it a classic. I think that's what would happen with with him and, and Joe. Yeah. It'll be a classic. I, I uh, 100% agree with that. I'm not saying, oh, M is going to kill Joe, but I do think it'll be nice to see. Um, it'll be nice to see them go back and forth. As a fan of hip-hop, it'll be nice to see Eminem engage um, somebody of the caliber of Joe Budden. Yeah, I agree. It'd be nice to see that. But, Come on out the house, M. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Get out the house. Come on, Marshall. It's time. <laughs> it's time. Get your bond out the house. It's time. Um, Jeffrey Owens. Talking about getting out of the house. <laughs> Young Melvin on the Casby show. <laughs> Young Melvin. Hi, Ari. We got, we don't up. usually have guests. We got a special. No. No. Like I tried telling y'all, well, he don't get his nap. He's up to the mic, Ari. He's a different person. Uh, young Melvin, I don't think he's had a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh God, I don't think he's had a job since the Cosby Show. Recently, some fan or horrible person took a picture horrible of him person. working a working a register at Trader Joe's, and it went viral. Um. He's since been going on. He's been everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And he got an offer from uh, Tyler Perry to do one of those own network shows that he does. So it might have been a blessing in disguise, whoever that photo credit goes to. I think... um... Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to move from this so fast because I'm gonna get these jokes <laughs> off on Jeffrey Owen. Let, let me say first that I respect anybody who does what they have to but do. If you say but, for their don't family. even. I'm not saying but. The joke still will fly because that's what I'm. I'm here. I'm here for the joke. Jeff, I, I appreciate your hustle. I'm going to talk about me for a second to let y'all know that I'm not above joking on myself. There was a time when I was working part-time and worked at Best Buy that I would literally duck 
into the warehouse when I saw people that I knew <laughs> coming to the store. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I didn't want people being like, oh, snap. This nigga's working at Best Buy. I was on I was on my Lawrence Steves for real. I told y'all before, Insecure, me and Lawrence were in the same boat. I worked at Best Buy. I had to come to the realization when I was working there, yo, I'm doing this part-time. This is not something... And there's nothing wrong with anybody who works at Best Buy. Let me just make it <laughs> clear. But for me, I had too much pride. That's what it was. I had too much pride. So working there, when I saw somebody that I knew, I immediately tried to duck out. And God forbid you saw me on a train <laughs> in my stuff. Then I'd be like... Trying to cover that patch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I knew what I had to do at the time mm-hmm. to pay bills. And that's all I'm saying with, for Jeffrey Owen is that I'm not mad at you for paying bills. You could have got a shape up or something while you were working at Trader Joe's. <laughs> when the interviews started coming in, that's when he started to get clean. Nigga. <laughs> when they when they showed when the when the joint first came out, it looked like he was hurting a little could bit. Could have been so. an off pay week, you know? <laughs> it'd be, gotta get that haircut and it'd be it like, that. like that sometimes. That next week when that check come, that direct deposit hit. Let me tell you something. I've asked my barber for a haircut on credit once, <laughs> and I had no shame. <laughs> I was like, yo, fam, check this. I ain't got it, but I need a cut bad. And he was like, all right, I got you. I didn't do that often, but sometimes yeah. you got to be like, fam, Listen. Look, look out for me right quick. You got a black barber? No, I'm good for it. I'm, I I had I've had every kind of barber. I stopped going to my black barber when he decided he was going to do whatever he wanted <laughs> to my hair. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Sit down for a, a light season, yeah. giving you a fade with a part on the side. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. That's exactly what happened. I'm not even joking. I'm not even, not even playing. I asked for a light teaser and ended up with a fade and was mad. You ain't make him fix it? <laughs> didn't. Oh, I didn't go man. back. Yeah, I was so tight. I was so tight. Oh, God, I'm crying. That's mad funny. <laughs> I think I was going on a vacation, oh, too, man. so I'm thinking I'm about to be fresh for the vacation. Yeah, I had a fade for the vacation and for the, uh, yeah, it was rough. But I have a Hispanic barber. Yeah, my guy's a Hispanic barber. Yeah, I have a Hispanic barber. And people keep asking me, well, what's the difference? Difference is Spanish barbers are open on Sunday and they get you in and out. Black barbers want to talk to everybody and have. He on the phone, going to get lunch. I ain't, I ain't got time for it. it. I ain't got time. Time is precious, and I if can't sitting spend in the chair. thirty percent of my day in a barber shop. Nah, we go to the Spanish dudes in out one hour for three heads, the most. Let me tell you something. 
I don't like going to the barbershop if I can't get if I can't call you and tell you what yeah. time I'm coming in because all that I'm coming in and you got right. four people in front of me. Nah, I'm good. I'll <laughs> see you another time. I ain't waiting here for you to cut four people. I'm sorry. But yeah, I got a Spanish barber. I would have uh, if Jeffrey yes. Owens uh, friend family anybody. I would have told him, yo. Ask for that gen on credit, Playboy, or <laughs> ask your manager for, for an advance right quick. Because sometimes you just listen. And bees like that. But congratulations to him and the Tyler Perry, uh, the Tyler Perry gig. That was really big at Tyler Perry, offering yeah. the man a job after all his hardship. But Jeffrey Owen. I hope he's not making you play Melvin in his <laughs> 50s. <laughs> because that would just be... You know what I hate, too? Let me hear it. Not like... It's not like people didn't know this man was active. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry, you got IMDB just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. How come you never had a position uh, apart for him prior to this? Why is it now you move to give the man a part because somebody saw him working right. at Trader Joe's? That's my only beef. Like, yeah. come on. But maybe he wasn't out there on the market. Like, maybe he wasn't doing auditions and stuff. Maybe he was just content with being a young actor back in the day. And, you know, time has passed and it was good for that time. And that was just, you know, time to li- live a regular Joe Schmo life. I don't know. I think <laughs> people were telling Jeffrey Owen, "Thanks, thanks for your time. You've been great, but uh, we're, we're gonna pass." <laughs> I think. Yeah, that... he probably had a lot of doors, you know, shut in his face over the years, and he's maybe he was like, "Listen, I'm up in age, and you know, let me just go get this nine to five. I think it thought he was hot in these streets, and they were the like, Cosby nah, residuals no, you probably really, <laughs> really <laughs> shrinking in with that trial looming. <laughs> he ain't seeing as many checks as he once saw. So you know, let, me, let me go out here and do this little job application thing and see what happens. Oh, my God. But yeah, salute to Jeffrey Allen. <sighs> Best of luck to you. Jeffrey. Yeah, I mean, you're doing your thing. Well, I hope you do your thing. Now, the thing that's going to be poetic justice is if he gets the job and it's still (laughs) 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 Oh, they're going to send his mom back to Trader Joe's real quick. Now, that would probably suck (laughs) to get the acting job and then you, like, Gotta go back to like you know what I mean. Like it's not another acting gig lined up for you. You gotta go back to Trader Joe's. But you know it's honest work. So yeah. the laughter that I will do if he ends up back at Trader Joe's. Let me just tell you, I'm here for it. But I'm also here for the joke. Oh my god! Today is opening day of. Super Bowl predictions. TJ asked us to do Super Bowl predictions. 
He's our one faithful listener. Super Bowl predictions now? Super Bowl predictions. (laughs) Top of the season. All right. All right. Teej, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just guess. Nah. I'm going to say the Patriots because I don't see anybody in the AFC that could, you know, dethrone them. Um, maybe the Steelers if L Bell comes back in time, you know what I mean? Yeah, I want his fade. I drafted him in three drafts. Well, nigga, eat that L. I want so his I'm going to go with the Patriots, I mean... you know, edging out the Steelers by a slim margin. NFC. I was thinking the Packers, maybe because Rodgers is coming back from this injury and he got his big contract, you know, he'd be a little bit motivated. They don't really have no defense, though. They don't really have a running back. So, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Saints. I think. The Saints or the Vikings. I'm going to say the Saints. I'm going to go Saints Patriots. Saints Patriots. Hmm. Super Bowl predictions. I am going to have to say uh, I do like Pittsburgh and New England in the AFC championship game. Uh, If Lev comes back, I think because Pittsburgh hasn't lost mm-hmm. anything. Um, I can see the Patriots, uh, the Patriots losing to the Steelers in the AFC game and the, the Steelers facing um, NFC. Hmm. Don't say the Giants. Oh, don't say the Giants. No, not at all. Um, I'm trying to think of a game that I would actually watch. Um, defense heavy. I would like to see the Steelers and uh, Steelers and Vikings sounds like a, such a trash game, but I'm thinking a good defense versus a really good offense. Mm-hmm. And those usually teams send the seem to be the better matches. I don't want to uh, blow out. I do like um, like last year's game was very good back and forth. Um, yeah, I'll say Steelers Vikings. Um, okay. Seahawks are going to have some issues. Uh, the Saints, I think they'll make it um, deeper in the playoffs than they did last year. They were supposed to go to the NFC Championship yeah. game, but Homeboy went for that tackle too early. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. Can I can I tell you how that played out in my no. house? Okay. So, so this play <laughs> this play is getting ready to take go um this play is getting ready to happen. I'm thinking uh Saints got this. I'm like, you know what? We getting ready to leave. I don't need to watch the rest of this because nothing exciting is going to happen. Boy. 
You see it though? Or you turn the TV off before I you, saw it before it happened. No. I, I got to the I got down to the car and put oh, on the radio and the guy was going crazy. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? And I'm like, nah, no way in the world. I, I left the house thinking the game was over. And then when I actually saw the play, I was like, why how did I miss that? When I was watching it, I was about was, to post, make a post on Facebook about, you know, Vikings going fishing or whatever. Something stupid I was probably going to say about the Vikings. So I'm looking down at my phone and I hear, like, the crowd going crazy. And I'm like, well, what's it? Why are they screaming? So I look up and Steph is gone. I was like, wow. And they showed the replay where yeah. homie just... <laughs> he went for the kill. And he mistimed it. I I think he was trying to show the tackle, like, just to keep him in bounds. That's what I think. That's what I think happened. I think he tried to show the tackle to keep him in bounds. And I don't know what you want to call it, but that. He was. He was. He just missed. Steph jumped. He was ducked down almost. Like, what? I would like to see where the Panthers end up. Yeah. You know what? Don't yeah. tell me you don't pick the Panthers. Oh. No, I'm not. I'm, I was going to say Panthers, Vikings, and the NFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm still sticking with Vikings, um, Vikings, Steelers. That'd be my prediction. I think, you know, since we do record on Thursdays, I think we should pick the Thursday night cool. games. I'm with it. Well, I, think we I got the Eagles running tonight. Um, I'm gonna say uh, you said you don't. You said you don't trust. You don't trust folds. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Falcons. Okay. You got a score? Did you know Michael Bennett is Michael Bennett's uh, coming off the On bench? Uh, yeah. Damn, times have really changed, huh? Off of the bench. Wow. Anger, y'all got one more time. Anchor, yeah, I got one more though. But, I'm waiting um, for Apple to I drop saying, that feature on their on their podcast app and just obliterate everybody yeah. else. I I feel like Maybe that's eventually coming, but th- that you know they're gonna take a big piece of that pie mm. if that were the case. Yeah. Shout out to Nike, who's with all the smoke. Just do it. Um. I I love the fact that they're they're standing by Colin and they've been paying paying him this entire time. What about um, the woke folks? Woke. The who? Stay woke people. That uh, you know, Nike don't care about Colin. He doesn't care about the toys. Nike don't care about the toys. 
It's all about the money for them. This has been in the, in the works for several months now, and then they choose to drop it right before school starts and right before the NFL season. Nike playing, y'all. Am I the only one that's um, nuts? You probably are. <laughs> Finding these, these, uh, these crazies. I wouldn't care. Here's what I always said about Nike. Whoever they have as their chief marketing pre- person or whoever's in charge of that department has always mm-hmm. been on it. So even if it is a play on back to school or whatever it is, whatever. I, I applaud you for, for taking that stance and not being like everybody else and don't mm-hmm. want to touch it. So if, if it is, Nike don't care about um, care about everybody else and it's a ploy. I, I applaud it because they're standing with somebody who's been blackballed. Right, they're putting him on the platform that nobody else can put him on. Even if it is for their own cause. Like, he gonna benefit from it too? You know what it does when you have somebody that has the the, the pockets that Nike does behind you and what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah. Um... White people, <laughs> I told y'all we were getting y'all out of here. Fam, y'all burning stuff that you already own, cutting stuff you already paid for. You think that hurts, Nike? Okay. Y'all not even burning the good stuff. The official, y'all burning the official Nike here. They y'all got the knockoff the stuff that being sales. Costco. Costco. <laughs> you go to Models, they burning the stuff they got the little stupid um security cable attached to. <laughs> the people that's burning Nikes are the same people that was flooding out um Target for the tiki torches. Ain't nobody <laughs> ain't no black person burn- if y'all don't get out of here with that, I, I saw your boy Kev on stage say those are walk around the mall sneakers. Everybody burning. What about the dude the standing like, with the with the feet on fire? Like he burns his sneakers while he's while his feet were actually. I'm I'm glad you said that because this is why I say I applaud Nike's uh Nike's uh marketing team. Nike has a they put out a thing that says how to burn our products safely. <laughs> One, always start your fire outside. Two, stand at least five feet from the open flame. Three, keep the clothes you are wearing away from the flame. And four, once burned, always douse the fire with water. Just do it safely. <laughs> like, they with the smoke. With all of it. They with the smoke. I understand why you... Why, people? Yeah. I don't understand why y'all act this way because they backed somebody for protesting for protesting social injustices so you're protesting them because what like (laughs) come on people white people white people this ain't about the flag like y'all trying to make it about the flag it ain't ain't about about the the flag. flag Stop listening to 45. Yeah, about. Ain't yeah. about the flag. 
Y'all talking about is disrespectful. Man, if y'all get the entire F out of here and locate these exits, I'm so I'm so sick of y'all this week. Godly. I I I do um before before the white people uh completely get taken out of here. Um Colin and the collusion case getting the green uh, the green light mm-hmm. to keep going. That's another sign that y'all yeah. wrong. Colin Nigga. out here winning these days. I'm happy for him. Colin, don't settle. Don't take that out of the court settlement. You might as well keep going. You hear now. Going. I saw somebody say Colin Kaepernick is a a, a real life mm-hmm. hero. Yeah, Do you agree? Definitely. I, I, I say the same. I say the same. Like, I I had a Nike Jordan contract before, but I just read so I ain't going. Everybody getting Nike on the Christmas list. <laughs> you get a Nike t-shirt. You get a Nike t-shirt. <laughs> Nike take all my coins. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all gonna stand behind Kaepernick. I ain't buying... Anything that ain't that don't have a check on it. Facts. I'm sorry. Uh, before we head out, Serena Williams going to the finals. Is it safe to say Venus got the short end of the stick? Uh, yeah, I guess. All right. If you don't want to say it, I'll say it. Venus, I'm sorry, but y'all would that that thing was cute when y'all was growing up and y'all had those stupid beads in the air. It was nice. Yeah, I was sisters, but Serena clearly is the better Williams. Yeah. Like, yeah, by a lot. It's not, it's even, not close, even the record she has against Venus. But, like, and she's winning out here. Like, endorsements, and I don't know. Serena just made a name for herself outside of tennis that <laughs> Venus really couldn't break. The, like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> People used to say the Williams sisters. Yeah, now I was that's, like, that's oh, Serena's that's Serena's sister. sister. Yeah. She in the same boat like with Ray that Jane other Brink. girl, Latrice, whatever her name, the other sister that don't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Venus is in that boat. I was watching that match the other night and I was looking like I felt so bad for Venus because she just she just looked bad like everything compared to Serena's her game her attire just like like every it was just so <laughs> subpar to Serena Williams I'm like God Venus what happened they grew up in the same they got the same teaching. Same person pushed both of them. I, like that's just crazy how. Yeah, it's crazy. The talent. Did you watch the Bobby Brown story? No, I really. I don't know if I'm I like Bobby, Bobby Brown. Yeah, I'm gonna love for Bobby. So sad. So sad. Bobby. What about Mayans? I saw you and your son's feelings after after the episode. 
You know what I think? I think the guy who's supposed to be the lead mm-hmm. person, the mm-hmm. prospect, sometimes he looks a little Jax Teller-ish in the face. Really? If it pay attention next time like he's riding the bike and if you just take a quick glance you're like, is that? Okay, no, it's not. I will definitely look at that next Tuesday. But I do like the fact that it opened up the way it did because I was thinking, where's my man Alvarez? Mm-hmm. I kept saying, who are these niggas? These ain't mm-hmm. the Mayans. And then when Alvarez came, I'm like, oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah, because when the guy confronted the cartel dude and he was like, not my MC, I'm like, he the president? Like, where's the, where's that other nigga? And yeah. then he came with, like, the Godfather vest on. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. I, I, I told Tiffany, I said, yo, these niggas got everything better than Sons. The, the, she said, yeah, they, the, um, even a logo yeah. was better. The table, the table was better. They got better phones. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sons, they did have flip phones. Uh, crazy. At least they got the LG smartphones yeah. here. That's still the uh, yeah. Obama phone. Um, I like it. I, I it feels like sons, Cole. Right. I was trying to remember what the prospects went through in sons. I'm like. Okay, clearly this kid's supposed to come up in the ranks. I think that's yeah. where they're going with that. He's going to come up in the ranks and be the next uh, person. But if you haven't seen it, um, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Like My it. only worry uh, was if that guy, I don't know his name, his real name, if he could uh, command the show like Jax did. The yeah. prospect, but it seems to be okay. It seems to be doing good. It seems to be doing good. So we'll see. I think that the the season is gonna take us along his development, and then we'll we'll be able to tell from there. But um, yeah. If if he can't, like if people are stealing scenes from him, and he's supposed to be the main person, yeah, then that will click. That will tell you a lot about where things are going. You see, uh, what about the Jimmy thing? Yeah, did that really happen? Eight years ago, when she probably yeah, I was like, that does kind of look familiar ish. When she was like assholes, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, but she was in and out of jail because they were in and out of jail. Exactly. Exactly. That very well could have been uh, something that happened. I asked Tiff, I'm like, are you think we're going to get a JAXA memorial or something at any point in time? We might. But I guess... We could, possibly. <laughs> I, I, I guess we'll wait it out. Um, the Good Doctor, I don't know if you've seen it on ABC. Yes, I love The Good Doctor. I love that little boy. A little autistic nigga. Doggone white people. <laughs> they were trying to get that nigga out the first day. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good one if you guys haven't seen that's that. That's coming back the end of the um, month, I believe, right? 
uh, what they call September sweeps sweeps week or something. Yeah, like when everything yeah. starts coming back. Yeah, yeah. Good doctor's a good one. Yeah, I, I, the resident I, is also a good a one. Fan. The resident on Fox. I've seen the resident. I've seen the resident. That is, that is yes. good as well. Um, I don't have anything. Uh, still time in the day. Happy birthday, Chuck Reed. I know. Happy birthday, favorite guy, brother for the day. Thank you for putting that at the end of that. Um, <laughs> uh, we won't be recording until next week. So, Boomo, happy birthday on happy Saturday. Birthday. Courtney, congratulations to you. Uh, I'm crashing. Um, so, be blessed. Be blessed. I'm, <laughs> I want you I'm I'm bringing the mega bus from Forty uh, Second Street with me. So, um, nah. Congrats to y'all, you and Steph. Um, I'm only doing this because next week is you. I'll let you recap how you were snotting and carrying on and me crying, crying. You make don't act like it's uh, never uh, happened. Don't uh, act like it's never uh, happened. Don't act like it's never happened. Also, before we get out of here, Tiffany told me here we go. that you're trying to take credit for your daughter's middle name. What? You heard me. I know you heard me, and I know you understood every word that came out of my mouth. Repeat it. Tiffany, your wife, Told me that you're trying to take the credit for your daughter's middle name. As if you came up with that name for your daughter. What do you have to say for yourself? Oh, Oh, wait, she can hear me? Yeah, the world can hear you. Yeah, don't try to make her change her words. I know it sounds like a Corey Reed thing. That first off, I don't take credit for anything that I do not do. I told I reminded Tiffany of the conversation of when you said it to me on Facebook. When you said to me on Facebook, I said to her, Oh, Melissa said blah 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 blah. I see, but this my my character's been attacked for the past two weeks <laughs> from all fronts. <laughs> so I'm understanding. This is what's happening right now. I get it. I get it. I just want to make it known again for the record. Middle name credit comes from Melissa. Shame. I'm about to make you get the exits with the white people. (laughs) Dang that bitch. Dog on shame. But yeah. Uh... Don't be stingy. Shout out to the one Spotify listener. Um, There's still just one? Is it, he's just part of the show now. It's like Jimmy Fallon's uh, yeah. Sorry Matt Damon ran out of time. <laughs> it's, it's just... It's, it's <laughs> I honestly don't know if there's more Spotify listeners. And I know everybody in the world will try to claim that they are that one Spotify listener. But... <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the show now. It's, 
It's just there. Uh, share it. Um, we like the fact that y'all share, interact share, with us share, share. on Instagram. Uh, bring more people. Listen in. If you like to laugh, this is where you need to be. Uh, so until this, until next time. Yay, yay. Sayonara, kids. Thank you.